Hey, this is Nathan Holiday, CEO of Level Method. And if you want to leverage your message to gain deeper influence and build a lasting legacy, you should be listening to Stories That Sell with my friend, Scott Ramage. You have the knowledge, the experience, and the talent needed to succeed. But in the day and age we live in, skill is not enough. Your story is the most powerful tool in your arsenal. This show will help you tap into that resource and learn how to leverage your message to gain deeper influence and build a lasting legacy. Tune in each week as thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and authors share how they built empires on the backs of their story. You're listening to Stories That Sell with your host, Scott Ramage. Hey, everybody, this is Scott with Stories That Sell. And in this episode, I have a great chat with my friend and past employer, Nathan Holiday. Nathan is the owner, co-owner and founder of Level Method, an incredible system to assess your members. If you're a gym owner, it assesses your members where their fitness levels are, and it helps you help them progress. It is such a cool system. It helps you celebrate what, they, what they've achieved it helps with retention. It is just a really cool tool. I talk at length with Nathan in this episode about personal and business systems, the importance of them and how they can really elevate anybody's business and personal life and bring balance to a life. As we know, as business owners, it can be very stressful, overwhelming, and really overbearing having a personal system, which Nathan himself taught me a few years back has completely revolutionized my approach to life and how I operate. And it's been a phenomenal experience. So I would highly recommend you listen to this episode and uh, pay close attention. Hey, before we get started, imagine having a team of virtual assistants helping you out with everything from scheduling appointments, nurturing leads, processing payments, sending out marketing emails, creating content, managing your social media accounts, and so much more. VAs for Gyms is here to make sure your business runs as smoothly as possible so that you can focus on what matters most, serving your clients. We offer a wide range of services that will completely run your business and give you the one thing everyone is limited on, more time. Check out our website at www.vasforgyms.com. That's V-A-S forgyms.com and book an appointment to find out more. Hey, hey, welcome to the show, Nathan. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. Of course, my uh, schedule got really booked up and here you are recording with me and uh, we have a long history, which is really cool. Uh, I actually worked for your um, amazing company, Level Method, for three years and uh until you know, I moved on and did my own thing. So I'm really excited to connect. But more importantly, I'm excited for people to hear your story. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, we we definitely have a long history, man. It's like a, a, a crazy journey over the, those three years for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I learned so much, and that's one reason I'm really excited about this is because uh, I'm very, very vocal about uh, people developing a personal system, and you are the guy that like 
seriously, it was like with a nail at my head with the hammer hitting it every week. Like you got to get this implemented. You got to get this implemented. So I hope to ask, uh, ask you some questions about that because it's been absolutely life-changing oh, sure. and I'm not shy about that. Um, but, but dude, we want to hear your story because you have a, you have a company inside of the, the fitness industry. And I know there's a, a really great story that really kind of led you down this path of, of creating this, uh, this product and this brand. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll start in the beginning out of high school. I joined the army, right? So I went to the army was way interested in, um, getting bigger. I was just skinny as a kid and growing up just very thin and always trying to be bigger. So I got into the world of lifting weights. Uh, when I got out of the army, found CrossFit when I was deployed in 2006 and just sort of got into it started like recognizing how awesome it is. You can be strong and fast and just kind of immersed myself. And then I got out of the army and started coaching at Eric LeClaire's gym. That's like CrossFit, uh, it was team CrossFit Academy. I always wanted, he was in Monrovia. I always think CrossFit Monrovia, that's a different gym though. So team CrossFit Academy, um, just working as a coach, you know, building my, my knowledge, but really uh, focused as on myself as an athlete, almost in like a selfish way. I think a lot of young guys that are coming up, they want to be super strong and fit. So I'm just kind of going through that, the, the journey of that. I started um, a business next level invitational with Lamar Smith and Amy Hale back in 2010. We were the first company that did like local competitions within CrossFit. And so it was kind of geared towards mid-range people. We did that for a number of years. Lamar owned a gym. Um, and so I, I was working at, I moved down to Orange County from, from Eric's gym. And then I was working in uh, Lamar's gym, working with him, doing the, the NLI next level invitation, which eventually turned into the legendary competitor, which was, uh, you know, it was a, it was a big thing in SoCal for a number of years. And then uh, Sean and I bought uh, Lamar's gym. And then we immediately moved to like a, a, a space that was like eight times bigger because we thought that we were geniuses. <laughs> and we're like, yes, we're going to freaking crush it. And uh, it, it ended up being extremely stressful and really crazy for a number of years. Um, but in that time, still as an athlete, kind of going through in 2011, right before we bought the gym, I ruptured my Achilles, uh, in the open, like just training way too hard, thinking I was going to go to the games and doing all this stuff. And like, so ruptured my Achilles and that really redirected my thought processes of like what I wanted to do, you know, uh, with my life and focusing then more on coaching, but still working my, my fitness back up. So we opened the, the new gym, go through this. I'm, I'm still working out a lot and kind of getting into gym ownership a little bit, but still completely oblivious when it comes to systems or anything. You can ask Sean, you can ask anybody back from those days. I was like the biggest procrastinator. I would forget everything. I would like not do any work. Um, and it was just like, you know, a big, a, a long process of development. And then in 2016, so towards the end of my lease in my big gym, I was making decisions. Did I want to keep going down the gym path? What did I want to do? And I just had seen some of the writing on the wall with, with CrossFit and, you know, the preconceived notions about the dangers. And I was looking for solutions. Uh, and that's where the level method sort of emerged from this, this boiling sort of uh, point of like deciding what I wanted to do. Did I want to go down this route of uh, continuing to own a gym and do fitness stuff? Or did I want to go do something else? So developed level method. And then in 2016 moved to our 
smaller gym, which was more of like a laboratory for the level method. And it was more of like a boutique, very tight. I got all the systems together. I started, uh, Sean went and started working with grid in 20. I mean, I'm jumping all over with these dates. Hopefully people can follow me, but a couple of years prior, uh, Sean went, he was my business partner, went to grid. And so I was left with the gym alone. And at that point, that was really where I was held over the fire in terms of you got to figure this stuff out, both in terms of personal systems, uh, competence in business. And then we opened the new gym. And then I just work on dialing every aspect of the business and uh, tweaking and adjusting and making level method better and better. And then in 2017, I think that's around the time you came on, right? like right around that time. And I, I was still in the gym I remember we had that conversation. I was like in my little PT room. I think you were pacing in your office or something. I was. You were <laughs> and yeah, so like figuring out now the 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 challenge of bringing level method to um, gyms all over the world uh, and figuring out what we needed to do to solve the problems that are inherent in all businesses in terms of like every business has unique problems that um, bubble up to the surface that need to be solved. And it becomes a, a skill set of solving those problems and then solving them in a way where you don't have to deal with them again in the future, you know, continuously adapting. Um, but yeah, ever since then, we've just been growing level method and business has become a really big part of my life. You know, product, I hate to use the word productivity. But it's like annoying, a little annoying to me because it's like, you know, getting things done in a stress-free way, being focused on the most important things, um, having balance in your life, you know, all these have become more and more important to me as I've gotten older and just like realize that you can't grind forever. Like you've got to be able to have some balance. Well, I remember uh, not like even two years in and you're already like teaching me like, hey, Scott, you get too overwhelmed. You need to like, let me show you some things. I remember doing calls with you weekly and it was just like this little tiny step. But like two years in, Sean, Sean and I were talking. He's like, dude, you have no idea. Nathan used to like lose his car keys every minute of the day. He never knew where anything was at. He, he was running around like a chicken with its head caught, caught off. And I'm like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Like, so this, this progression, but what I really love is the fact that your business level method is like a, like not just, Oh, I have this great idea, but it was an accumulation of, you know, your injury to your Achilles. It is accumulation of running a business and then and then going too big and an accumulation of running these competitions and being in this CrossFit world from very, very, very early on. I mean, you talk about Eric LeClaire. I mean, he was like number five to affiliate, maybe number 10 at worst, like from the very beginning. So I love how stories kind of just weave. And then these, these events like explode and then they all come to this accumulation where you create level method. You made it sound just so smooth. Right. <laughs> how many years of developing this product? Well, I think it's an, it was an accumulation probably of like six or seven years of experience, eight years of experience. But it's like, when you look at everybody has their version of a hero's journey, right? Where you're like, you're lost in the world and then you kind of figure it out. And then you, you go down this path and then you have all these problems that happen and you've got to figure it out. And then you emerge, you find a mentor or a guide, or you find people that you can learn from. And then you emerge as the hero and you go back, you might go into the depths again. And it's like, 
business is probably the, the greatest opportunity in terms of a hero's journey that exists. I mean, parenthood too, fatherhood, you know, I think those you have that and you have uh, business and like what other, you know, thing is going to give you so many challenges that are unique to you to help you grow over time. And when you're seeing problems, it's a, it's really about fixing those problems and then trying not to have to do it, deal with them again later. Right. This is the biggest challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something you, you really taught me is like, Hey, Scott, you have this thing. It keeps happening. What can you do right. to, what can you put in place so that you take yourself out of that equation or that is it's, it's almost automated. So it's like between time a that it happens and time B that it needs to happen again, there's no stress involved. And those were really, really pivotal moments in a lot of aha moments come to, whoa. But the thing is, is you didn't develop that overnight. I mean, it took just a lot of failure and a lot of trial and error. It's, I think it's something, it's that whole thing of like, you know, overnight success. It's the same right. with your, with your, the way that you operate your, your life is that was not an overnight success. I remember the first time I talked with you about your system and I, my brain about exploded because <laughs> it looked so incredibly complex. And now I think, man, if we would have this discussion today, I would totally track and totally follow. So how is, how is level method like just progressed from, you know, when I started in 2017, it was a chart on the wall and, and, and you would go visit with the gym and onboard them. It kind of reminds me of, you know, like Alex from where he used to go to the gym and implement his whole thing. And then he systemized it. And that's kind of the journey that you guys kind of had different timing, but kind of the same. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Like I actually went to Josh's gym in Virginia was one of the first gyms that was like, it was, I think three or something like that. I'm not sure, but went over there. It used to be, you know, in the early days, it was just the map and trying to figure out, like I was, we wanted to be hands off, right? We wanted to be like, you guys do it how you want to do it. Here's a structure. Uh, and you guys can do it any way you want, but in any business, you know, a lot of times that doesn't work. You've got to have step-by-step and guidelines. And because just in general, people are so burdened by so many different things in their life and they, they don't want to make a whole series of complicated decisions, right? So the, over the past three or four years, it's really been about making those decisions and putting them in a structured way so that when someone comes on board, it's like, okay, just do this, 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 and this, but that's implementation and implementation is hard too. So the whole game for us has been like, how do we build everything to make implementing easier, making, maintaining the standards easier, you know? And like when I was running my gym, it was all about figuring out how to put systems in place, get these things in place, where they happen the same way every time, power of moments or people leveling up, recognizing people that happen in the same way every time. And I went to, so while I was, while I, uh, I think from 2012, right when I opened the gym for like three years, cause I had some college credits from before when I was in the military, but I was going to night school through the, through the, the gym time and going to business, like learning about business. And I just learned that learning about business isn't nearly as good as just doing business and having the problems. And most importantly, it's about systems within the business. And from a gym owner standpoint, it's like, what 
can we systemize that generally isn't very systemizable things like programming and uh, powerful moments like recognizing people. I mentioned it, but like when someone levels up being able to have a, a set way that that gets put on social media and is recognized by the coach and all that sort of stuff. And these are things that th there was no solution for them and just getting the opportunity to kind of tweak and tweak and tweak. That's really what we've been spending the past four years. And then you have the ebbs and flow, like we were talking right beforehand is like up and down of, uh, you know, putting more into marketing, then taking a step back and building the fundamentals and then going back into marketing. And then as we grow, we find a whole bunch of crap that's wrong that needs to be fixed. So then we stop marketing and go fix those things. And then, you know, it's just back and forth and it's just, yeah, it's the game. It's, it's uh, super fun. But I love hearing that because I think a lot of business owners in here are either shaking or listening or either shaking their head yes or they're going oh like that it isn't this this linear path to success you don't do a and then b it is literally like one minute is i gotta get these systems dialed in and then the next minute you're trying to get like leads through marketing and then you're like oh now i know there's more i need to fix it's this, it's this ongoing evolution i think that's very encouraging for, for business owners that maybe feel like they're alone in that. Yeah. It never stops. There's always going to be some element that you have to be paying attention to. You know, if you get to the point where you have a business that's up and running and you're not doing anything at all, like no double checks at all ever, like over time, that's not going to be good. Like you've got to have some element, uh, even if it's very high level where you're still looking at the numbers you're still keeping track. There's got to be some element. And that's, it's the complacency that can come in, you know, and that complacency drops somebody like, so we might have everything on point and we're freaking crushing it. And then what would cause a dip? The dip is caused generally from complacency because oh, we're good and it's, it's buzzing along and then up, oh, no, we forgot to do this thing. Something drops. And then we're like, okay, well, how do we fix that thing? And then how do we make sure that we don't forget later on to check it and to make sure that those things are happening? Yeah. It's a lot like the, the saying that uh, hard times create hard men, hard men create soft times, soft right, right. times you know, like it's the same for business. I think it's, 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 it's very much true. And it's that complacency that's so dangerous. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's the, that's the dragon. That's the, how do you maintain the standards? I mean, and systems obviously really help with that. That's probably the biggest stabilizer is the systems. But if you have those in place and you don't double check a little bit, maintain some of that discipline, then uh, it, it will come and bite you eventually. You know, you might have a good run. You might have a long time. And there are some businesses, I can't say in all instances, there aren't some businesses that, uh, you know, can be run like that. You know, there are some, but uh, they're rare, I think. Yeah, I think they're really rare, quite honestly. Yeah. I, I have yet to experience it or talk to somebody that's not kind of going through, has or is going through that. Take this back a notch because I 100% understand what you're saying. When you talk about systems, like give us an example of a, like a personal thing that you do that is kind of built as a system and you don't have to get into detail. Just, just give the listener who might be like, I think I'm catching what he's saying, but I don't quite understand how that works in my personal life or how that works in my business. So there's a, yeah, you, you mentioned the two things. There's a, there are personal systems and then they're professional systems and professional systems are basically like structures of operating within your business. So like if you have, you know, when a client comes in, in a certain way, they, 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 you know, email you or text you, what are the set series of things that happened? How are they responded to? 
um, you know, a sales and marketing system, onboarding within a gym. When someone comes day one, day two, day three, after this day, they get this email. And like, you know, it's a, it's a, a hassle. Yeah. There's no way around it. Building those sorts of systems in your business are like, not very many people do them because it's hard to do. They don't want to do it. And so they don't do it. And they're like, they're just spinning their wheels, getting things done as opposed to focusing on those things. So on a professional level, it's anything that is a repeatable task. Like VAs for gyms is a perfect example. It's like VAs would be managing many of the professional processes that are in place. Now, generally, those sorts of processes, they, they can be done by anybody or with some training, they can be done. But then there are some processes that only you can do. And I would suggest still having a process for that, right? It, so in case, like as an a very simple example, like if you use profit first, right? Profit first, and you have to do allocations, right? I would not suggest giving that to somebody to do all of your allocations and have complete things <laughs> to your bank account. You're going to have to spend the 10 minutes or 15 minutes. It happens a couple times a month to go through and do those things, but it would be useful to have that process documented so that, you know, okay, this is what I do. This is what I do. So if something does happen, you could hand it off to someone else that you trust and it could still get done. There's no, them not having to figure it out. Right. So that's professional. Now, personal systems, a very simple example is uh, like what I do with a open and uh, AM and PM, what I call close. It's a checklist. So when I start my day, I have a number of things that I always want to go through to check to make sure I'm not missing anything. So it, as a coach, as an example, like I'm, I have all of my clients in true coach, or I have all of my emails that are coming in texts that are coming in. I don't want to have my life be like every time a text comes in, I'm doing, I'm responding to it. I, I want to corral these things. So I might have a checklist in my morning that says, check true coach, check the texts, check this. And it, now my brain doesn't have to hold on to that stuff. And I just, when it comes time in the morning to run through the checklist, I just go bing, 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 bing. And that's a, a little mini example of a system that would be put into your personal life that again, it, that becomes a discipline and a standard that prevents things from slipping through the cracks. Because how many times you're like, oh, forgot to do that. Oh, forgot to do that. As soon as you're like, oh, I forgot to do that. That should go on a list, right? And then that list is you, you look at that list and you're going to have like a handful of things. Most people have like five or 10 things, maybe a little bit more that they want to, they, they, they should be checking on a daily basis to keep up to speed with everything. So they don't not check their email for three days and come back. And then it's just chaos, right? There's so many great things to say about this is number one, an example, when someone books to be on this podcast, a series of emails goes out. And one of them is to fill this format, have all the information in bio pictures, all sorts of great things. Another one is the format. And I'm like, before this, I have not gotten that from Nathan. And here's the beauty of having people in your lives who have systems. Like I knew, okay, the problem is on our end. It was immediate to me because Nathan doesn't lose that stuff. It would, I know exactly what happens. The email comes in, it says, Hey, do this. You move it to a place where you know, and then, and then you manage that place at a certain time of your day and you move it to when you want to do it. And it mm -hmm. always gets done. It's that reliability. And I know that when um, I was working with you guys, I'm sure there was a little bit of freedom for you when you're like, Scott has a system. So if I say it's going to get done, it's going to get done. Where before yeah. it's just like this, this, lists everywhere, you know? Oh man. Like anybody that gets something up in place like this, where you have a, 
you don't want to be robotic. So this is the big, sometimes the argument is like, you're living like a robot, but like by, by having simple things like that, you can free your mind to not have to worry about all those sorts of things. And after you've worked with a team or you've worked with somebody that nothing ever slips, like you mentioned something on passing. And then in the next meeting, it's brought up and you're like, Oh, yep. And it's just continuously done. As soon as you work with someone that doesn't do that, it, it just feels like, how does anything get done? It, it becomes panic mode in everything where it's last second and it's crazy. Like, oh, I forgot to do this, forgot to do that. And it's difficult to take a step back and, and like, oh, okay, I got to put the effort in to get something up and running that's going to help me stay stable over the long term. But once you do that work, it's in place. And then, then the game just becomes sustaining it, maintaining it, not letting it slip, not letting complacency come in and thinking to yourself, I don't need to capture or, or write that down because I'm going to remember, right? Like you cannot ever let that happen. As soon as that comes into place, it's like, okay, that's the indicator that you're, you're, the complacency monster is slowly coming up and you're thinking that what you did over the past month, if you change now and move forward doing something different, you're going to have a whole different set of things. And if you don't continue to do those disciplines, the future is going to look way worse than what you had been doing. And yeah. this is, it's universal. Yeah. I would argue that a lot of businesses, I know that traction's huge, like an entrepreneur operating system. You know, I went through that with you. We've done it with our business. And it's really cool because when you put it actually into a, a computer system or a software, it actually manages to-do lists and things. But even that is pretty rudimentary compared to like the way that this operates. And so I've noticed that with, with me, if I know somebody doesn't have a system in place, it causes a little bit of friction. Like, I'm like, did you, did you capture that? Like, and they don't know what I mean by capture them. Like, yeah. I wrote on my sticky note right here. <laughs> right. I'm putting it in mind to check follow back up with right, you. Right. And, and there's just a lot, a lot of freedom. I, it's kind of like, I wish the entire world operated like, like this because it'd be so much more efficient um, because in systems are so important to you. And I kind of know part of the answer, but how important has technology been in developing level method and kind of like walk us through the story of the, the, the monster that is leveraging technology in your business? Yeah. So um, we, technology is like super advanced systems that are like can't be done in any other way. Right. And but they're like way more sophisticated. And like you look at any technology, that's what's happening. There's a whole bunch of automated stuff that's happening and nobody's touching it. It's just magic. Right. Um, now, with us, we had an app that showed levels. The very, very first app was built by a guy in my gym name. His name was Amir. He was like a data scientist and he built it in Python. And it was like this really, really simple thing. And then Sean built the second uh, iteration of the app. And then Ty, who is like a full-time amazing developer, came on and then we, he rebuilt the whole thing. And so now we have a whole bunch of little pieces of software within our big software that allows us to do so many things that weren't possible or that are not possible without technology. Um, so I'm not sure if that answers the question, but technology has really played a massive role in our ability to deliver value. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think one, Ty is a unicorn. Like he is a find, right. <laughs> a find of the century, like literally, and he is really ingrained in level method. He owns a gym that uses level method and he's programming for you. And I've seen him work. It's ridiculous. And the thing about Ty that's great is he knows front end, back end. 
Yeah. Right. So he can do database stuff. He can code, he can do all that. And we just finished this social media platform thing and he he's built that out. And it's like, you know, again, it's impossible. Like you cannot do that. It's like, when you think about archetypes, the magician, the ultimate magician is like the software developer, right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, I just knew that it played a bit, a really big role in your business as it does ours. We're always looking like, how can I leverage technology? And I think businesses that even don't think it should be a part or don't really grasp what it can do are, are really missing out. Even the most, you know, just rudimentary businesses could use technology to really, really help them. I've implemented a few in the last month that have been like mind blowing how amazing. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause like, I remember when I, uh, like I had up until like, I reached a disgust point with my own ability to get things done and like things slipping through the cracks and trying to get traction with, with business. And it was, it was probably 2015, 16, somewhere in there. Um, and I, well, I had a member quit. So it was like one of those things, like any subscription based thing you deal with cancels right? There's no way around it. Yep. You're going to be dealing with cancels. Just get used to that fact <laughs> because people don't stay forever. Like there's a life cycle of the customer life cycle. That's just the way it is. And so I didn't really understand that fully at the point at that time. And I would take it personally. Sometimes I would feel really hurt, especially when you start to get like hammered financially, right? So it's like, well, you're on that, on that cusp, any business owner who's been in the game understands where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to make rent. I don't know what the hell is going to happen here. And then you get an email that's like, uh, please cancel. And you're less yeah. like, oh shit. And so <laughs> it comes in and you're like, oh man, it's just misery. So I had these, I was just really stressed out for some reason, really frantic, you know, running around, doing all sorts of stuff and a cancel comes through and I just basically lost it. I'm like, man, and I get in my truck and I, I drive off into like speeding away and I go to a park and I have my a journal. I still have the journal. And in there, I'm just like trying to think like, what do I need to do? What, like, I have the question, like, what should I do? I don't know what to do here. And it's just like, I need to get more members. I need to like get less stress in my life. And that was like in that moment or the, that maybe 15 or 20 minutes that I was just kind of like, just reached this lowest point was the point where I decided, okay, I need to get systems in place. Cause I had known about GTD. I'd known about these things, but I had never had the discipline to get them in place. So it was like two or three years, like back in 2000. I don't know, 10 or something, Sean shows me OmniFocus. OmniFocus is what I use as my task manager. He shows me this program. I'm like, wow, that's cool. And it wasn't until 2017 or 2016 or 25th around that time that I ever got it in place. And it was because reaching this complete disgust point of frustration and just not knowing how, how is it possible to get more traction in life, in business? How can I deal with more inputs coming in, but not be overwhelmed by them all the time? And that was the start where, okay, I, I had had OmniFocus up to that point, but it was all old. You know how it goes, where your, your system just, you don't look at it forever and everything's old and like, okay, I cleaned everything up. And then from that day forward, I never stopped. I was just like, that's it. And I went to a Joshua tree. I would go to, we would go to Joshua tree every quarter or so. And sometimes I would spend like, I mean, I don't recommend this, but I'd spend like 10 or 15 hours, like just trying to get my stuff in place, 
because I could see the benefit over the long term. It's like I could I could lay this foundation if I could just maintain it. It was going to pay off so big in so many ways. And then, you know, over time it has. And then being able to take that skill set and then teach it to other people, get other people to see it and to do it. And then when you have that around you, everybody's operating at this very high level. And it's like nobody like nobody lets anything slip through the cracks. Everybody's on point. We're freaking going for it. The meetings are on point. And it's like that versus chaos, like think about how much traction you're going to get given time, right? So time, it it can be compounding interest, or it can be negative interest where you're getting charged 20% a month, right? It's like, which one do you want? Yeah, yeah. I I watched you kind of like I said, when I first started with you, you, you first showed me your OmniFocus and it blew my mind, but I've watched the iteration over that three years that I so intimately worked you know, with you and Sean pretty much nonstop for those three years, traveled together. Um, we're, on the, we're on meetings, very efficient meetings, by the way. Um, so I've watched it like change over time. So it's just really powerful to hear you talk about it. I want to kind of uh, switch gears a little bit because we are, are kind of already doing this, but like, we've been talking about a really high level, like system, like really high level. And in, in my opinion, this is like the pinnacle of re- getting things done and having your own stuff in order, not miss anything operating at a, at a, at a clip where it actually allows you to unplug and completely relax. Cause you know, everything's taken care of for someone like you, who's very highly motivated. You're very good at making sure you're doing your, your physical habits every day. And I'm sure you you do meditation and there's all these things I know you do in a day. And I would love for you to share some of those things that you do that you feel are really pivotal and really important to kind of move the needle in your professional life as well. What are the things that give you the power to really operate at your, your highest functionality? So I think structure, you want flexible structure, but structure in your days is really important. And so like having a morning routine, it doesn't matter really what it is. Like there's so many different people you can talk to. Oh, you should do scribes. It doesn't really matter, but you should set aside the first 30 minutes to an hour in the morning to do whatever you do, whatever's going to help. And so I, mine changes. Meditation's pretty consistent for me. I've been pretty consistent with that over the years. Um, and it's like, I notice a difference, but I can't be like, I can't really say honestly that it's a magical thing, but I can definitely say that it helps my mind stay focused. Right. So it's like concentration exercise and, uh, you know, a physical practice, you need a physical practice. If you don't have a physical practice, it's going to come and bite you again. It doesn't really matter what it is. If you want to do jujitsu or do yoga or mixtures of them, that's totally cool. But you should have a physical practice that's getting better and better and better. This is going to do a couple of things, but primarily by having these other practices, you know, learning, reading books, taking a course or whatever, by having these other things and letting your mind focus on something totally other than the business I mean, family time does the same thing. But again, having these structures in your life where you can focus on something and your mind can relax off of all this other stuff and your mind might still be engaged, but you're getting different inputs. And it's like if you're eating a big meal and uh, you, you're not hungry anymore, but then you change the taste enough, you can eat more. 
Right. You change the taste again. You can eat some more. And if you keep changing the tastes, you can continue to eat. I mean, up to a point, obviously, but with, with learning or structure, you're doing that same thing. Your mind might still be engaged. You might still be focused on something, but it's a different kind. It's working a different area. Like you're, you're doing different things with your mind. So I would say that like having structure in your day with habits and routines and not being so specific on this is the one right way, right? right. Like everyone goes through phases. Cause I remember you did, uh, what was the, uh, that, that hundred day thing or was oh, it? I did the, I did 75 hard. I did it twice. I did a hundred yeah. one day straight back. It was like, you did it ex- like the, the heart squared version yeah, right? Right. of like, seriously. Now that's a awesome thing to do, but will you do that forever? No. Right. Like right. you're not going to do it forever. Like you're going to, and this is the thing, like getting your, your structures and your habits to a sustainable place. And if you're a motivated and a, you know, an ambitious sort of person, you're going to be like, I want to do everything, but it's like, okay, well, let's just take a step back, pick the top number one thing, and then do that consistently for like six months. And if you can do that, maybe then you earn the right to layer something on, but it's, you know, picking and choosing what the most important things are. I think learning is a big one too, uh, especially things that are outside of your core competencies. And the reason that's important is because it gives you mental, you know, fodder to work with, to build, because you now can connect ideas that weren't going to be connected. You can see uh, commonalities. You can uh, use examples that are outside of your just little mini world that you're always using examples from. And this becomes just, this is where like wisdom comes from. This is all like just having a, an exposure to a wide variety of, of ideas and experiences. So it's like business is really cool. And I look at business as a vehicle. It's the vehicle business is the vehicle to reach your dreams in terms of like financially, what you can have in your life, what you can do. But if you let that vehicle completely overtake your entire life, then all you got is a vehicle and you're not, you're not doing anything else. So it's like finding that balance and leveraging so that the time that you spend in your business is the best, most effective time. And you still have, uh, you have time for other things too. I think when it comes to my own development, getting the practice, becoming obsessed with something and thinking there's one right way and telling everybody that there's one right way for like a, 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 t- a period of time, realizing that's not the case, then getting excited about something else and then saying it again about, this other thing, you know, this is a natural, a natural process, but eventually you come to the point where it's like, just stay steady and continue to, to do what works for you and have the fundamentals, physical practice, time off learning, uh, some sort of spiritual practice. You know, if it's, uh, if it is meditation or you go to church and you're very focused on that thing and you're not being distracted by a bunch of stuff. I mean, they're fundamentals, right? There's like four or five things. It's like, as Jim Rohn says, there's a half dozen, right? right. There's about a half dozen things that you got to pay attention to. And if you don't pay attention to those, you're going to find yourself in 10 years and uh, it's not going to be pretty. You're going to be like, oh shit, I've totally neglected this whole area of my life. Absolutely. I love, uh, there's several points I want to recap because they're so powerful. And, and I kind of have the same message when people ask me, like, what's your morning routine? It's like, well, first of all, I had to try a bunch of stuff before I figured out what it, what it was. Second of all, I had to do the one thing, the, those few things over and over and over and over and over again, until I'm sure you're the same way. There's certain things that are ritual. They're not, 
they're not a habit. They are ritual. Like you, you just don't go through your day without doing them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like the next level of your morning routine. And I, it, you absolutely need to make it your own, which is so incredibly important. I know you read a lot. So I, I love that. I, I'm curious. And cause we haven't talked in a little bit, like what's the, the most impactful, let's say business or leadership or self-development or whatever kind of business you've read and or book you've read in the last month, two months? Well, um, it depends when we say business, there's so many elements, like we could go Anything down like go uh, that way, <laughs> but, but I would say that like one of my favorite books is uh, man's search for meaning. Mm. And so Victor Frankl, if anybody's read that book, you know why it's so powerful, but Victor Frankl was basically, he's a, uh, a, a psychologist, psychotherapist, I think. Uh, and he, he got put into a concentration camp and it's his story of being in a concentration camp and watching people and what caused them to continue to live versus essentially giving up and dying, yep. right? Because everybody's starving there. And then some people like, like a, a crazy example is like, you know, people would have like one cigarette, right? They'd have one cigarette left. They're in concentration camp, their prized possession. They got their cigarette. They're going to keep their cigarette. But when you saw someone smoking their cigarette, they were only going to live for a couple more days. They gave up and that giving up now, you know, it's like they've, they've let go and something happens on a physical level. Like we don't know how that works, but it lets go and then they die. And what causes other people to not ever get to that point? And it's meaning, right? Search for meaning. And that's the whole book. Logotherapy is Victor Frankl's sort of methodology. And it's all about finding meaning. And I, I would say that like, that I, I just re-listened to that book I li- maybe uh, a month ago. And I, I have some of these in terms of a system, you'll find books that are amazing and that resonate with you. And uh, just a little tip, you might want it when you find a book like that, there's like a handful of them, you know, there's not a lot of them. You shouldn't have a hundred of them. There's like five or 10 of them, about a half dozen, right? You have these, these core books and you probably want to remind yourself to revisit them in six months or a year, as opposed to hopping on a new thing and learning, like get deep with these concepts. Cause they really do make a big, a big difference in your life as opposed to hopping around. Like I do consume quite a lot. I still do that. Like I, I'm consuming because I'm looking for volume a lot of times. I want to get lots of input. I listen to podcasts. Um, but more often than not, it's like it, people are better served by going, reading the same powerful book five times than five new books that have a hundred action items. And we take action on none of them because it's so overwhelming. Um, so that, that's what I would say when it comes to books, not probably okay. not the best answer, but no, it's, it is the best. I, I would, that's what's moved the needle so much for me is these big, these big book, these books, and then I will redo them and I'll, yeah. I'll do a book two to three times back to back. Cause I feel like I need to master something in it, but then like, you know, um, the obstacles away is a, is a really good example. Oh, stoicism, right. Yeah, I did it. I did it like twice and I, and I it got some things into practice, which I really needed to get into practice, but I'm never going to stop reading that book. It'll be tw- two or three times a year, undoubtedly. And there's, there's about four books I do like that. And I think it's, yeah. it, it is what really moves the needle. It's one really one book I will mention, I'm, I'm just finishing it right now. Uh, it's not a very well-known book and probably most people haven't heard of it. doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but it's, it's called Thick Face, Black Heart. 
Huh. And it's a, it's a business book. It's a, basically a warrior philosophy, Chinese-based uh, philosophy on uh, dealing with life, business. And the example, a great example of thick face, black heart, is that you don't, thick face, you don't care what anybody else thinks. And black heart being you'll do what's required regardless. Hmm. And so if I'm in the 1700s, we're on a battlefield and someone has a gangrenous leg and I'm the surgeon, I'm going to hold that guy down and chop his leg off. Yep. <laughs> right. And I don't care if he's yelling or if people, whatever it, the whole, that's the black heart is that you're going to do what is required regardless of what, because of the, the greater good. And it's a great, it's a really, really good book. Um, but also quite, uh, quite aggressive. It's an aggressive book in the sense that like it, the philosophy is pretty, it's kind of harsh in sounds, some ways. Sounds fascinating. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. One last question because we are running out of time and I want to honor your time. Um, and, and uh, hope, you know, hopefully you can figure this one out pretty quick, but uh, if you could go back in time and share one piece of advice with yourself, like let's, let's say 2006, 2008, whatever, whatever it is, what would it be? It would be 100% about systems. Okay. Right. But the, the problem, the problem is that at that time, I would not have seen the value. Exactly. Right? So yeah. it's like how I had to go through experience. That's what I would want myself to do. But I don't know if like, if I talk to the face of myself, if it just kind of does nothing, right? Just, I don't even hear it because I don't, first of all, didn't have the life that needed a system to sustain it, but understanding and plans I mean, I might be going a little crazy, but understanding that anything that you want in life, if you plan it and you lay it out, you go step by step, you can make it happen. Mm -hmm. But it's, if you, you've got to be very clear with what you want, with what you're willing to give, why it's important to you. And if you can get that, that whole thing together, you can essentially achieve whatever you want. Um, obviously with a lot of challenges, but <clears throat> understanding how to plan would be along with systems, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's really good advice. Uh, all right. So I, level method, tell people how they can find you. It'll be in the, it'll be in the show notes as well. So if you're interested, if you own a gym or no, go to a gym, this is just as important. If you go to a gym, go talk to your owner or manager about level method, because I know personally that it can make a huge difference in the four walls of that gym. So Tell us how to find it. Yeah, levelmethod.com. Uh, we've redone our, our website a couple of months ago now, but it's all nice and new and it's really streamlined. There's a lot of good information on there. Um, but levelmethod.com, schedule a discovery call with us and we'll see if it's a good fit. If you're a member, uh, then you can check out the directory. So if you go levelmethod.com slash directory, you can then search to see if there are any level method gyms around. We don't give, we currently don't have level method for individuals. It's only for the, at the gym level uh, that might change in the future, but yeah, anybody that's interesting, level method, interested levelmethod.com is where to go. That's right. Awesome. Nathan, thank you so much for coming on, spending an hour with us. I really appreciate it. Thanks Scott, man. Great to see you, man. Thank you for listening to the Stories That Sell podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, be sure to leave a rating and review and subscribe to hear interviews with incredible guests each and every week.